Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And it's not hopium. I'm convinced Justin Fields is going to have a great game. I really am, whether it's running, passing, whatever it is. I think this is the opportunity. I think that, you know, everybody praises Brian Flores and like, what a great defensive coordinator he is. And then when Justin goes up against him, we're like, well, he should have thrown nine touchdowns against it. No, no, stop. And I think that players should be allowed to have a bad game here and there. They shouldn't be held to the expectation. Like, look at everybody. Look at all the players around the league right now. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Look at some other quarterbacks around the league. It is not a perfect output each and every week. There are going to be variances because this is a very difficult game to play. So I will say going into this game against Detroit, I'm expecting Justin Fields to play well, and I believe that he will. And I can't wait to talk about it with Cynthia Freeland. That's right. Ranks Rivals is back. The Lions week once again, which means we get another opportunity to talk to Cynthia. So, Sammy, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. For entertainment like no other, it's going to be sick. What's up, everybody? Once again, it is Lions Week and uh, a tremendous occasion. Not only do we get an opportunity to play the Lions, one of the most enjoyable teams in the NFL. I think a lot of people uh, would agree with that, but it also gives us a chance to talk to one of our favorite people in the entirety of NFL media, in the entirety of the planet. It is Cynthia Freeland, uh, noted expert in the world of football. Let's bring her on the show, Sammy. Don't make her wait any longer. Sure. You're restoring the roar. You guys restored the roar against the Saints. You feel like, are they back? Are the Lions back now after that disaster against the Packers on Thanksgiving? Are the Lions back? They were back for like four drives and then just hung on. It was like, yeah. we're cool. And then we're going to just, you know, remember that cat like in the 90s, those posts? Yeah. It was like, just hang in there. Hang in there, baby. Yeah, that's what, that's what the Lions did. They just, we just hung on at the end. We started off strong and then you know, hanging out at the end for dear life. What's going on with them? Because a couple of weeks ago, obviously the bears were in a great position to beat the lions and they, we let that one get away. They lose to the Packers. By the way, I was so close to picking the Packers in our weekly picks and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm like, nah, I know the Packers are going to win, but I'm not going to do it. And then last week against the, the saints, 
it is uh it's been an issue over the last month or so is it injuries like what is happening with the lions right now both um injuries are obviously adding up right cjgj being gone like is a really big problem not even from necessarily only the standpoint of like being on the field but also like he's one of the main leaders of that defense so without him there the defensive backs are a little bit less enthusiastic yeah. plus then you have you know like you have a mosley gone emmanuel mosley gone like there there's just been a number of injuries and also it's not like this lions defense was built on this world building front right like yeah. no one was sitting there be like hey you know it's gonna be great this year the lions defense they <laughs> no like aiden hutchinson he gets double teamed a lot it's kind of like that chess game right like you know, like at the beginning of the season, this is a defensive season. We know it by, yeah. look at the, just look at the totals in that, you know, not that either of us know anything about Vegas, but if you're looking at the lines, mm. there's only been like, I think 11 games this entire season where a line's been over 50, meaning this is, even Vegas knows that this is a defensive minded season. So, you know, in the beginning of the year, you saw the Lions defense come out strong. Plus the NFC North is a little bit down just in general, NFC down just in general. Right. And, you know, I know that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, first game of the of the whole season but it wasn't because their defense was like oh my goodness it was because all of the kansas city receivers were like i'm not gonna drop this or i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna this. catch this yeah i'm just gonna drop this one i'm gonna leave this right here for you so you know again it's a little bit of everything but they they need to figure some stuff out yeah when you guys beat kansas city everybody's just like man whatever oh but once green bay did it that was the most important victory in the history of football in the last 50 years, I want to, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to keep on with the, uh, with the line. I think too, like the offensive line has had some injuries. And as we're recording this right now, we listen, we're recording this ahead of the Friday injury report. Frank Ragnow uh, has been missing practice. There's a lot that that's a, that's a rough one. And again, you're going up against a team that's playing better defensively, but that offensive line has been taking some hits uh, over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and this is a team that uses six offensive linemen, like not even like asking, this is even before you asked David Montgomery, <laughs> my side of the game this time, um, even before David Montgomery is being asked to block, which he does really, really well, really well. already throw out six O-linemen looks at one of the higher rates in the entire NFL. So it's a team that really values how their O-line is structured and works together. And without Frank Ragnow, he's like, you know, we. I used to say like for a long time, obviously this is before, you know, Sewell, like a lot of people were drafted. Like, I'm like, well, there, we got one O-lineman, his <laughs> name's Frank Ragnall, that, that, that is it. And, yeah. you know, and, and the, he's really a, a really central, excuse the pun, figure of that line, but he teaches the other guys what to do, right? Like we've seen a lot of penalties this year, like really weird. And especially because we have so many young quarterbacks, they don't take in college, they don't take the handoff the same way. So you're starting to see the value of the center more and more, especially as all these rookies are starting for at the quarterback position for injured players. You're start it's really important that the, you know, the relationship between center and quarterback, you know, the half a second jump you could get to stay away from defenders is huge. Yeah, it's one of the things too that's been a problem for the Bears. You know, they've had some issues at the center position. And then depending on who the center is, like I remember when you would play intramural football and you had to have one of your friends be like, Hey, can you come play center? And they would loft it like they're throwing a slow pitch softball as opposed to actually snapping it. That makes a huge difference. And I think that that's been an issue uh for you know for a lot of quarterbacks, not necessarily just Justin Fields, but other quarterbacks. I've seen it too. With the Bears defense, 
you know, playing better over the last couple of weeks? Could this be a possible? I know that they're starting to get better. They're still like last in the NFL in pressure rate, which measures the entirety of the season, according to next gen stats. And I'm going to go down. Listen, I'm talking to those guys today. Like I'm stopping by the desk and saying, how are we last in pressure rate? Last meaning, uh, we meaning the Bears, of course. What have you seen out of the Bears defense over the last couple of weeks? Because I feel like Montez Sweat has made a huge difference for them. Yeah, it turns out when you have better players, it's your play. Um, you know, also injuries. You know, the the secondary, Gordy's favorite player, because Gordy loves everyone who was a Husky, yeah. is guess what? Guess who his favorite player is? Kyler Gordon. Yeah. And, you know, Kyle, Kyler, Gordy, Gordon. It's like all perfect and poetic. Perfect. So, you know, with, with the secondary getting healthier and the fact that, you know, the front fronts and backs work together, right? We all know this right. and we all talk about it all the time, right? Like, oh, if you get good pressure up front, maybe the corner helps by blanketing the pass catcher, but also, you know, the front and the back work together. It turns out it's true. And, you know, I'm still, I'm still, I've seen some up and down play at the linebacker level, but I think you're starting to see a pretty big improvement in the secondary secondary. I questioned coming into the, into the season right. and the front and the front, a lot more push with Montez sweat is, and, and by the way, we can go over this seven times, but that was a great trade. That was a really nice. The, I know the, the immediate reaction was, was swift to damn the bears. Like how dare they play f- trade for a player that they're, they're not going to be able to resign. You're like, uh, yeah, they had an extension and it happened very quickly. And, uh, it leads me to believe that Ryan Poles might know what he's doing. I don't know. I know a lot of people question him or whatever. That's why even when you get into the situations like with Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johnson, the heart wants these players to continue to be members of the Chicago bears. And I'm still hopeful that they will be a part of the franchise moving forward. But at the same time, I'm really starting to, not that I ever wavered, but I'm really starting to believe in a lot of what Ryan Poles is doing. And I think that some of the picks like Tyreek Stevenson has been playing pretty well. And I think even like Gervin Dexter has been a real force for them and really coming on strong and Darnell Wright looks good. So I think there's a lot of trust going on with this. And I know that you guys were, you guys are friendly. I, I know he knows me as the bald guy that you, that works with you. Well, we went to college together, so I have a little bit of a leg up knowing him, but you know, look, uh, the interesting part is if you look at kind of forecast forward, obviously look like we're, we're still in the season here. We still got to stay in this, but looking at what's going to be available in free agency, this is going to be a really interesting wide receiver free agency. I don't know if you were watching on the Monday night football broadcast when they were showing Cincinnati alone, they've got like nine players on that offense that all needs to be resigned, like including T Higgins. There's some really interesting and Michael Pittman's up. Like there's a bunch of people who are up this year that who knows, maybe like, you know, the Colts are changing their strategy. Like who knows? I just think it's going to wide receivers going to be an interesting one, but O-line, this is a really strong O-line draft class. So if you can create options for yourself to add to the O-line, like it, it, you know, you stay in great positions and Carolina keeps losing, like it's going to be, it's going to look a lot different. And, and that's a, you know, it's hard to say because a lot of colleges don't play the O-line plays terrible, but again, if you get to pick the one you want, you'll get the right one. No. And And I'm going to play O-line just in case people. No, and that was I thought that Darnell Wright was the correct yeah. choice going into last year before the draft, before the Bears even selected him. Brian Baldinger had said like Darnell Wright was a player that he absolutely loved, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll take note of that because I always do my. Which way was he pointing when he said it? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. That the finger was going this way or that way, whatever it was doing. I, I will say this though. Um, and let's talk a little bit about Justin Fields. Like the last time that we saw him, it was that game against the Minnesota Vikings scored 12 points. You know, a lot of it too, like, you know, the bears get a little conservative. They do settle for field goals a little bit too much, but they really need to start taking advantage of the turnovers that they're getting. They've scored. They've, they've created like 85 turnovers over the last couple of games and it's translated into 13 points. They still won a game against the Minnesota Vikings. What did you think about that last contest up against Brian Flores and that defense? Uh, and how do you, where do you stand on Justin Fields after a game like that? Well, first off, Brian Flores, another one of my college friends, of course. Brian and Ryan Poles, very close friends, just to work there. Um, it, he's been running one of the most interesting defenses that I've seen. It's clear he's making the most of his personnel, if you're reading between the lines. Because yeah. I've never I, – I have to go back and look at, like, 20 years of data, but I can't remember a time when I've seen the same team have the highest numbers of six defensive back looks and also the highest number of cover zero. It's like yeah. he's like – like, we're rolling – like, which one are we going to do? One or the other. It's binary. And he coin flips every time. He's like, let's just do that. Anyways. But it's hard on a quarterback when you do that because you don't really know what you're looking at. He's trying to like look like the true the true reason for a blitz is to create someone get get caught stepping right. So yeah, he's really making you think about it, right? Like it's 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 interesting. If if nothing else, it's creative, right? So when you have that going on, and you haven't played in a while, and you have some questions at the running back position in terms of health and is everyone completely healthy and your O-line has been letting you down. I think what Justin Fields did was show you that he's more mature than maybe people think, right? Like that he knows what he's looking at a little bit more. Now, I don't know what's going on in the field. I'm not standing there. I'm not in the you know headset or in the huddle, but I can tell you that his head has stopped moving. Like you can watch quarterback's head. That's a little dramatic, but yeah. you, can, you can watch when they don't know what they're doing. Like watch, hey, our guy, Tommy DeVito. His head's like juke, juke, juke. Like he doesn't know what he's looking at, and and that's not even his fault. And it's it's no shade on him. Like he's a brand new baby out there behind no O line. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So, but Justin Fields, he's never really had that head thing, and it's certainly gotten even better. So it's it, it feels like even against a very wacky defense like the Vikings that knows his tendencies well and and has a good game plan for him, did a really nice job of adjusting and taking what the defense gave him. Yeah. And even when he made a couple of mistakes at the end of the game, one of the things that I've always wanted to see out of him that we really hadn't had an opportunity to check out yet. I know there's been some moments uh, against Pittsburgh during his rookie year where they didn't end up getting the win because partly because of the officiating, but still um, he went out there. He never messes with games. I don't know what you're talking I know, about. I know. And so, but to go out there and to play, like, I have two bad plays and you're like, all right, well it's on you. And like, even me, the most ardent of Justin Fields supporters is be like, you got to win this game, dude. You got to go out there. You got to, you, you have to win this game. And that's exactly what he did. And obviously nobody wants to give him credit for it. But what about you as a, as a, as a, an NFL analyst, did you look at that and you're like, you know what? That was pretty good that Justin Fields was able to, to rally the team Absolutely. for a victory. Absolutely. That was a, look, when you're working with your hand tied behind your back, meaning like, like this take dial back and pretend you didn't know which team it was. And you were to tell me, Hey, this guy was drafted with a lot of expectations with a pretty terrible O-line and has had d several di different systems that he's had to deal with and had to learn different 
you know, ways of calling things and doing things and is in this situation where at least in the beginning of the season had a subpar defense of not being mean. I'm, yeah. You know, was not playing well. No. So what, what did you, what do you expect from them? Right? Like it is always fun to see like uh, Jake Browning come out of nowhere and the Jags defense allow him to look like freaking, you know, the second coming of Tom Brady, but it's, these are one game sample sizes where like, it's just, that is, I believe the Jags probably overlooking the Bengals as a, as a, as a team, right? Like this is not my best versus your best. So if you were to blind resume, like who would you rather want to have? Like, I think people need to stop. It isn't Justin Fields fault. Like stop pretending that there are all these substitutes out there that you can be like, Hey, this one's better. By the way, only one guy or maybe two could be like elite. Like I hate how everyone's, elite like you're call, you're throwing that word out like jack prescott's probably gonna he's a very good chance of winning the mvp and he's playing yeah. really well he's not elite patrick mahomes is elite mm-hmm. like brock purdy is right now the odds on favorite to win mvp does do you think he's elite no. like th- that's the thing is like you you have to reserve the word elite for like the elite people otherwise it means nothing so yeah. being you want to get like if if justin fields is a top 12 quarterback you're fine and that's probably where he is you know he's, yeah. i think he's better than 16 not 10 i just picked 12 as a random number like and, I'm and Listen, you're... go find me something better please and by the way the lions are doing it with jared goff who uh, two years ago we were like uh that's the side like sean mcveigh made a decision like i can't win a super bowl with this guy i'm sending him to detroit to come bring in matthew stafford uh, which turned wait. out to work but uh, Jared Goff is both of them actually. Yeah. Not to say that Jared Goff's going to go to a Super Bowl, but he already been to one. But like you know, like both of them are having better success in their new home. Like, okay, yeah. stop acting like everyone needs to be the number one best. Like, well, I don't know because like I was I was reading tweets from Rich Eisen, who was like, I didn't mean to. It <laughs> popped up in my timeline where he was ready to say that Jordan Love was elite. And I, I, I have to pump the brakes on this because, and I, I don't want to get you into trouble or anything like that, but like, I swear to like what Jordan, I'm, they won the game. He played well. Like the, the throw where he throws a pot, like he throws, like he's like, I'm playing three flies up with my kids and he lost one that when he launches it, you're like, that's getting picked. Like anybody like orange high school should have been able to pick off that ball. And then it lands. And I'm not going to say who it was, but people are like, oh, that was just dropped it, dropped it in a buck. Stop it. Just stop it. He got, he got away with one. Just, this is the thing. Like I do this, like I talk to people, like when I'm, when I'm coaching and I thought I, I listen, there's my red lightning squad right there. I love talking yes. about coaching. Uh, there was it. a, there was a referee that missed an offside call in a game last weekend during our area tournament. I would not I said, Hey, I go that they're offside and whatever. And then like, he did a big thing. And I said, you know what? Here's my, here's my deal with this. You can miss a call. Just don't lie to me. That's fine. Like if you didn't see it, just be like, I didn't see it. Like, Oh God, I kind of missed it. That's fine. I'll accept it. You don't lie to me. I know that you're supposed to stand strong and stand by your call, but I'm telling you human being somebody who works in professional sports. Don't lie to me. That is worse to me than anything else. So when people come out there and these fans who could just want to be disingenuous, like, oh, what a great, who does a throw? Like, shut up. Not you. 
but shut up. I'm well, tired of it. Like it was like they got away with one right there. It could have been picked off. Like my whole thing when the ball went into the air is I'm, I, I'm telling the Chiefs to bat it down. Don't catch it because it's fourth down. Bat it down. And then they, I don't know what they were doing. And Romeo Dubs or whomever it was, Trebade, who I don't care, uh, goes out in there and makes it's disgusting. I'm t- I'm getting sick of it already. And it's well, just getting started. The, the funny part is, is like, again, like, Let's stop needing everyone to be either Aaron Rodgers or mm-hmm. someone that's been out of the league, right? Like, stop yeah. it. Like, stop making it binary. Like, the, what's really is impressive about Green Bay is they've now finally tinkered enough with this super young offense that, in a lot of ways, doesn't know what they don't know. They're finally tinkering with it enough that it's working, and yeah. that's really more of a credit to Matt Lafleur as much right. as you, know, you and I don't want to do it. Like. It's really like, okay, this is what my guy can do here. And this is what Dontavian Wicks or whatever can do here. Yeah. Like, like these are, it's not like you're like, this is, again, it's not, not everybody needs to be the next everybody, right? Like sometimes it can just work with a collection of guys doing things correct together and getting in that good vibe. Now, once we have, I will say like, you know, the way that to me, the way I look at things is through a lens of data. So there's kind of points in time when you can say, okay, they're kind of through their 100 level, you know, of being a quarterback, then they're in their 200, then they're in their 300. You don't really know who they are until like after 300, meaning 100 is like, I get to do the weird stuff I can do well. And it's an advantage because defenses don't know what to look at. 200 is now defenses are scheming against me and specifically for my skill set. And do I make it to 300, which is I'm going to just best you with my stuff and, like Patrick Mahomes does that all the time. Like, do you, do you ever have any doubt? And you can feel it as you're watching the gut. But you know, Jordan Love has now graduated to 200 level. People are yes. starting to get a game plan against him that's relative to him. But you get an advantage when you have this switch and you you have more knowledge about your guys than they do about your guys. You just it's ever it's it's happened for everyone ever since the beginning of time, right? Like so okay like that's great he's now at 200 now what happens can he rise above it when defenses start to adjust to him like cj stroud cj stroud actually made it to the 200 level before gordon loved it yeah he did yeah and now he's starting to see a lot of like cover two and two high safeties and the broncos blitzed him on early downs last week that was how you know he's really come because that's a good defense and they weren't like this little punk They, they were like no no we're coming for you right like we're going to blitz you on early downs. We're not going to wait till third and make you best. No, no, no. That's respect right there. And you know what? CJ Stroud, he knew what to do. Like, Yeah, he played very well. So, so it's, it's it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, like, yes, Matt LaFleur has done a really good job with this. And turns out Jordan Love, who's a professional, not garbage. You know, like, why yeah. are we, why do we need people to be like, I don't he doesn't, know. He's not stop elite. Stop crowning yeah. people. Stop yeah. crowning people, but stop discarding. Like, let's just. I hate the word average, but like guys, like, and no one in the NFL is average compared to the United, whatever the whole, yeah. but they're like, better, they're they're better than me. Players, yeah. There has to be. It's the way the world works. It is. It is interesting because we would see this with Kyle Shanahan, whenever Jimmy Garoppolo would go out and like CJ Bethard or one of those guys would come out and play Nick Mullins. They would play really well. They would play really well. I'd be like, oh my For God. CJ like, Beathard is... and Nick Mullins both play this week. We're going to, I'm, we I need to it. like, 
need I to like set, listen set to the world to celebrate, you know? Set yeah, set the world on fire. I would love to see it. And it's just like again, like they whenever whenever Justin Fields does something, it's like, ah, oh, we need to see this over a long period of time, maybe like six years before I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt or doing anything like that. Um Jordan Love goes out there in a primetime game against an undermanned team like, oh, he's better than Rodgers. They did it again. They got him. I they got like him. To, you know what just came to mind? What? One Matt Flynn. Who? Oh, my had God. Had that one great against my kitty cats game. Yes. And made himself a ginormous Seattle Seahawks contract, which ultimately led to the drafting of Russell Wilson. Where's Matt Flynn now? But like, Oh, no. Stop crowning these people. He's Just, still hanging out in Louisiana getting free drinks for his bogus national championship. I take the free drinks too. Who cares if the I mean, national yeah, championship? Hey, listen, the that, booze is real, you know? That's true. Yeah. And you can walk around with open containers. Yeah. It's a it's a hell of a day. So I guess let me ask you though. Um, so if you were gonna I, I, this might not be fair, but like who is a better prospect? Is it Fields or is it Jordan Love? I'm gonna go with Fields. I, oh. I think put the Give me an O line, like look, like yeah. I'm gonna get. I think Jordan Love is good. I'm not anti Jordan. I don't actually. No, know no, this is. isn't like I. I'm not putting you on the spot of like right. Jordan Love. I, like I we're trying to be. We're trying to get people away from this guy sucks. This yeah. guy doesn't suck. Everybody right. can be good, but I feel that just. I I don't think it's even outlandish to say that Justin Fields is a better prospect. Absolutely not. I mean, there's a number of reasons. Num like I just think back to all of the work I did on them pre-draft, both of them. Yeah. And the types of looks and the types of, like if you were to give Jordan Love the opportunity to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for even like half a season prior to ever starting a game and yeah. being able to see like, like we all have to train at the more reps we take together, the better we are, you know, like the, yeah. the thing that you need to learn about being a pro is how to half of it is how to be a pro. And I understand going to Ohio state, you think, Oh, he already knows that. Yes. But like, also no, right? Like it's not like if you're a highly drafted quarterback, you're coming to a team with a great O line. You're not. Yeah. You're not often coming to a team with a great defense. Not really. You know, like you're in a bad spot. And if you're being asked to start right away, it looks a lot different than once you have. I mean, I know Aaron Jones hasn't been playing, but Aaron Jones, big deal, kind of helpful. There's an O line there. I understand that there are some missing pieces and you know, Bakhtiari, whatever. I get it, but it's still a good O line. It's not number one or number two in the league, but it's not 30. So, yeah. you know, so give, give it like, let's like pump the brakes on all of it because I would like to see what happens now. I haven't really seen Jordan love face any like disguised coverages and leverages. Like he, he kind of gets zoner man looks and they use a lot of eye candy with motions ahead of the snap. Like if you were to have the game planner for green Bay plan, the games for Chicago, like with the idea of wanting Chicago to win, you yeah. know, okay, work there. Right, yeah, I got it. Then, yeah. then you would see as an actual, as an actual yeah, employee. Tricks and motions, you have to do them with. The, you can't just do it. You have to do it with a purpose because it has to teach the quarterbacks. And that's what Lafleur does really well, right? Like, and Shanahan, who he came from, and McVeigh, who he came from, right? Like, you know, and Big Shanahan and all those guys. Exactly. Yeah. And but it's that the eye candy head of thing is intentional it's like oh this shows us if the linebackers blitzing this shows right. if you're playing man this shows if there's going to be a zone read on this side but man on this side, like is it quarter it's like there's it just feels like they get that intentionality and they're on the beat of what defenses are trying to do 
and that has been working. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, I'm not going to argue with his success and everything like that, but I still want, I just get, Oh, I just bristle at the overreactions and everything like that. And now everybody, I mean, like if you want Jordan love in uh, fantasy football, that's fine. By the way, the best way to play fantasy football is underdog fantasy. Can you be here when I'm saying this? Um, I'll, yeah. I'll block your face out. Underdog Fantasy. Uh, go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the Underdog Fantasy app. Uh, if you use the promo code SICK, Underdog Fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100. Uh, it's free. It's easy to get started. So go out and do that. Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. The easiest way to play fantasy football. Take the knowledge that we give you uh, when we talk about that and all this good stuff. I will say too, like Justin Fields is such an incredible prospect, but... And my whole thing is like, I would rather keep Justin Fields and use these, the uh, bonus picks uh, with Carolina, not knowing where it's going to end up. But I also understand like people being like, well, if you're going to fire the coach and the coordinator, you might as well get rid of the quarterback and everybody start on ground zero. But like, what, where do you stand on that? What is, what is your feel? Like, I'm not saying, I'm not asking you to say what Ryan Poles would do, but what would you do? I don't know what Ryan Poles would do. I've never asked what Ryan, what Ryan I know, Poles I'm not, and I'm not, but I'm, ask, I'm asking Cynthia. My well, preference is to keep Justin Fields. Your girl is a gambler, meaning I want more. The, the chances that you hit right on one are very low. The chances that you hit right on three, that's better. Meaning if I have the equity from, pick number one, and I have Justin Field, which is a known quantity, I make just like the Ravens did for Lamar Jackson back in the day. I set this man up for success. I figure out how to flip pick one and pick whatever into maybe four. Like think about like the top this year looking like maybe like two rounds are going to be like the, what we thought about one round last year is probably what we think about two rounds this year. So there's more better players. Beautiful English by me. Yeah. More. There's the more better players from Michigan over here. You can take the girl out of Lansing, but you can't take the Lansing out of the girl. Anyways, um, (laughs) but I would flip it for as many as possible because the chances, like stop putting all your eggs in one basket when you don't have to, right? Let let, uh, someone else make that investment because because the, like, look, the chances that you end up at like the Bengals is very, very rare, right? Like, It doesn't work very often. And even the chance that you end up like CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans picking twice in the top three, also very rare. And that wasn't because, you know, CJ Stroud was the only one there. They also got Will Anderson, their defense and that defensive front. And by the way, at the end of the season, their defense was pressuring teams pretty well. So it's just, you are never, in my opinion, unless you're really going to have like a, like you don't have a quarterback, like there are some teams that are in this position. You punt on something. When you're sure you're done with it, you don't punt on something when you just want to be like, oh, like bring in my guy. Like, yeah. And 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 by the way, that's not how these college players think anymore. They all live in the transfer portal. They all live in NIL. So stop thinking like it's a it's be a business. Don't don't sit there and be like, oh, this loyalty. Like loyalty is nice. They like like they all go in the transfer portal. They all do. They're all they're all not above it. It's just a different breed. It's a new world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have, if you're the Jets and if the Jets somehow had stumbled into the first overall pick and you're like, you want to move on from Zach Wilson, that makes a lot of sense. Even Aaron Rodgers, because he's going to be coming off an injury and everything like that. Those kind of situations make a lot of sense. I don't think that the story, I said this to my, my, the, the red lightning, 
after we lost in our area tournament, I said, our story's not done yet. And I feel the same way about Justin Fields. And I would rather surround him with a lot of great players. Like if you use that first overall pick on Caleb Williams or start of still putting him behind the eight ball. But if you can sit there and move down and get Marvin Harrison Jr. and you get another stud and then you get all these other picks like that is like you have to compare like and again, this goes back to this. You know, what? it goes back to last season when everybody wanted or not everybody, but when people are like the Bears should just take Bryce Young and be done with it. Remember those, not you, but like, remember those conversations? People were legitimately saying the Bears needed to move on and reset the clock with Bryce Young. What would that look like right now? You wouldn't have Darnell Wright out there. Uh, You wouldn't have a number of players out there. Like you wouldn't have DJ Moore. What do you think that would look like? What would, what would Bryce Young with the Bears without Darnell Wright and DJ Moore, what would that look like this season? That's how ridiculous it is. To be like, let's Caleb Williams is not guaranteed to be no, a guy. Even, even look at, even look at uh, like the next month or two months, it's going to be like, maybe it's still Caleb. I don't know. I think it's dropping. It'll be like, yeah, Drake May gets in the mix. And by the way, even the best looking prospect doesn't always pan out, right? Like, you know, even Trevor Lawrence has been fine, but he hasn't been a world beater like people expected him to be. You also need to remember that whoever's in place there, like CJ Stroud is thriving because of Bobby Slowick, because yeah. of Gerard Johnson, because of Mark Brunel. Like they have like a whole staff devoted to making this kid good, which, you know, pretty big deal. If you want someone to be good, probably need to invest. It's just like anything else. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard when you have had a lot of different coaches it's hard to succeed. It really is. Like until you're able to be the coach like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, et cetera, it's very hard to succeed with a lot of different game plans coming at you real fast. Like even Tua now. Yeah. When is Tua taking this big step forward? Like where we really believe in Tua. Well, now he has a little continuity. Sure, it helps that he has awesome, you know, skill players around him, but continuity allows him to understand that he just needs to get it in the hands of freaking Tyree Kill. But like yeah, I mean, even like, and a lot of the good quarterbacks this season who will be in the MVP conversation, including Tua Tagovailoa, Dak Prescott, who you mentioned a moment ago, the haters and the people on the internet were ready to get rid of both of these guys just last year, even this year. You know, people were ready to make decisions. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, like people were ready to get rid of Jalen Hurts at one point as well. That's why it's important to go out there and make the investment around him. I'm glad that I'm glad. Uh, we could come to this. I, I, I'm really glad that we were able to talk about this. I feel great about this. I'm a little worried about this game. I'm hopeful that the Bears Thanks, are going to win dude. it. How do you how do you see this one working out? Let's get your pick for this one. Uh, we'll, we're we're sneaking ahead a game day view. What is going to be your pick for this game? So my math picks the Lions not by very much. I don't know what the line is, but it's a. I think I've got like a two point win for the Lions. Very close. The Lions yeah. defense has shown its warts. Now, and and of course, we have an our indoor cat is playing outdoors. <laughs> you know, obviously, Patrick came up with a really smart thing about that indoor cat. Oh my um, god! <laughs> some jokes are just for us. Oh, uh, some of them, yes. Anyways, but I'm a little concerned now. If the Lions didn't have both of the rookies that are being just absolutely sensational on that offense, I would feel differently. But I think this is the point where. You know, you got David Montgomery, his first time oh, back gosh, in Soldier yeah. Field, and he's that he's out there. Jameer Gibbs has shown us he can be expl- – Jameer Gibbs is fast. 
Yeah. Right. I, I, I did this like Twitter space with um, Brian Branch and asked who was faster between he and Jamison Williams. And he's like, I actually don't know. So, I mean, and we talked about Jamison Williams being really fast prior to that too. So, I mean, if they didn't have Laporta and they didn't have Jameer Gibbs, it would be a lot more dicey. Obviously I'm on raw. They're like, in addition to all the other like really good guys, but those rookies did make do make a difference. Uh, I think the Lions drafted them maybe a bit high, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, but I'm worried about the defense now. If the if the Bears come out and Luke Getzey cooks up this plan where on the first three drives the Bears score, or on the first two drives, and I'm not I'm not even talking about touchdowns. I'm talking about scores. Three drives yeah. they score. It's going to be hard for the Lions. They're not built to come from behind outdoors with the defense in its current state. So it's really going to come down to those scripted plays for me, those first 15 for each team can, you know, who's, whose offense do you trust more? And I will say, I do trust Ben Johnson a little bit more. Get your grubby paws. All right. No, we would listen. You actually, um, when you were talking about the relationship between Ryan Poles and Ryan Flores, uh, that little put that little light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, that could be something that we revisit later. And uh, well, before also, I did- here, here's the things to keep in mind. The same, like I always look at for who they knew, like college, whatever, what tree they come from. So Kansas city, but also who are their, who's their agent? Because agents Ooh. often do these pairings together. Of course. And so polls is a one athletes first. So you've got, you know, that, that's something to keep in mind. Just, as we now, now everybody in the comments are going to be looking up athletes. Well, so does Bluse. Bluse has them too, we understand that. That worked out perfectly. Um, but he's still got some time to go. By the way, before I make my pick, I want to let everybody know that this game is obviously in Soldier Field. But if you're finding yourself on the outside of this game and you're looking for a place to watch it, Game Room Chicago uh, at the uh, historic Chicago Athletic Association Hotel right across the street from Millennium Park. It features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, and so much more. And it's plenty of fa- uh, plenty of space to watch your favorite game with a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef Mari Katsumura's snack foods. There are beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails. I game share room my Chicago. cocktail with anyone? Hey, I, I wouldn't share, but some people might. Uh, but Game Room <laughs> Chicago is the place to be on game day. So if you want to watch it in a nice, warm spot this weekend, uh, go to Game Room Chicago. Let them know that the Sick Podcast sent you there. And uh, not surprisingly, I'm picking the Bears to win this one. I think they come out and they make a concerted effort. Matt Eberflus mentioned this in his press conference on Wednesday. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Justin Fields throws a great deep ball. And uh, so I think that's going to be a concerted effort this week. And still, that was another thing, too, about the Jordan Love on that fourth one. Like, everybody praising Jordan. What a great read. What a, I'm like, you know what? Justin Fields made that same read against Detroit. People are like, what an idiot. Like, what's he? I'm like, no, that was a, that, that was Justin Fields throw to Tyler Scott was a literal drop in the bucket. And Tyler is a friend of ours and a friend of the show. And he's, he was on here. He admitted his mistake. He's like, I dropped the ball. That was literally, that was my fault. That was such a perfect pass. That wasn't a, like, I hope I get lucky. And this falls out of the sky into somebody's hands. That was Justin Fields threw that with purpose, and yet people thought it was a terrible decision. But oh, but Jordan Love does this. In any event, all that notwithstanding, I'm picking the Bears to win this one. We get up to five wins, and then all of a sudden, when they do that stupid graphic of like in the hunt, we're gonna be in the we're gonna be one of the in the hunt teams. We're gonna be we're just gonna I just want to be on the in the hunt graphic. I okay. went from 
the Bears are going to win the division to the, can you just put us in the, in the hunt graphic? I made them take the commanders out of it. Cause I'm like, we have the same, um, we have the same amount of wins as them. And we get, out of, there, commanders. get them out of there. Commanders. Get them out of there. Do you want to hear my, uh, my quick conspiracy theory on why the broadcasters like green Bay so much? Oh, I'd love it. I have no idea why, but at several Super Bowls, people have talked to me about like where they think that they're like, Hey, what do you think about buying real estate in Wisconsin? I'm like, what? I'm like, I don't know anything about Wisconsin real estate, but for whatever reason, there's like a, like this consortium of like maybe 10 broadcasters with a pretty big mouthpiece, like that do these national games that like have this weird thesis that buying in Wisconsin is like the only place where there's value left in buying real estate. So I think they're trying to make green Bay a thing because they're maybe they bought real estate in Wisconsin and they're like, we need to make, we need to make this a thing. I'm yeah. use my platform for good. Raise my oh price of my, my. I'm telling you, it's just the that makes perfect sense. And I, I'm like, why are you ta- like? First of all, I'm like, you think I value real estate now? Like, I'll buy myself a house, not you. But like, it's like, what are we? What what a, that makes so much sense. I'm in. I, I mean, listen, and, and Minnesota's right there. Minnesota's a much better state than Wisconsin. I, I mean, I like, I kind of, I'm like, what? Like, it just was like such a random. No, it makes cold. sense. Like, yeah. It's all cold. Like I'm from Michigan. Like what? What? Like yeah. I'm sitting here being like, I'm sorry. What? They're, they're like, trying yeah, to cash it. They're trying to. They're trying to find the next Nashville. They're trying, they're trying to make. Do. They're trying to make trying to make Wisconsin a thing, and it's a real estate thing. I'm in. Oh, I'm I'm running with this one. I, I can't that's wait. Like I this was like, is, yeah. I'm like one right? of them said it like at a party. You know, like these are how like weird meme stocks happen, right? Like yeah, they're doing the version of like. You know, they're, GameStop. But they're going to make a GameStop. Yeah, 100%. Which, by the way, love GameStop. My daughter and I were there yesterday playing Mario Kart. Nothing wrong with got, GameStop. It's they, just, you know, it oh, became I a, love it. a prolific oh, GameStop. I love you know? it. Oh, I always stop at GameStop because what are we trying to find? We're trying to find a used version of... Um, a used version of FIFA, one of the FIFA games. Like my daughter just, you know, she's into soccer now. So it's like, yeah, let's get this FIFA game. Can never find it. Like, I'll take the oldest one. Like, I don't even care. I like um, it. But uh, they also have Monopoly on uh, on Xbox, and I'm like, she, I couldn't get her to commit. I should have just bought. It was ten bucks. I'm like, why did I not buy this? Although why when I buy, chess? when I bought now, she's not gonna. Yes, chess is so good. I know I it's great. Let's play chess. You got it. Listen, you gotta, you gotta. I don't know. You gotta know your personnel, and I just don't think she's chess is. Good. I'm sure she'd be great at chess. She would be. She's a very good thinker. And she's very, uh, she's, I'll come teach her chess. I'll drive down. She's learning a foreign language. I'm, I, I, she's learning Spanish. Smart. So she's already in third grade learning Spanish. And so, uh, you know, so I don't want to have to push her into chess. Like, ah, if you want to sit here and play, I'll push her into chess. All right. Chess is cool. Chess is cool, like Cynthia. Uh, but in any event, thank you so much for being here. Check us out on NFL Fantasy Live. Check us out on Game Day View. I don't get to be on Game Day View. Uh, she's it's on game day. I'd love to have you on game day view. I have been every, every Friday. I'm like, can we just send Florio to the uh, game day view set? And then uh, we'll just bring Cynthia right on over. It's the same set, but still different times <laughs> for your, your, your call times now three, uh, not two. <laughs> no, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't listen. We sit here and we make decisions. We make start sit decisions all the time and you can't take it personal. When yep. you're like, hey, I'm sitting George Pickens. Like, it's not a personal thing against George Pickens. It's just like, I would prefer somebody else. Similarly, I would start Cynthia over Florio. <laughs> it's done. 
I would do it and I would let him know. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think I, don't, I, think, I don't think Laura would be mad at you for saying that. I no, think he knows. And I'm sure that there's a million people he'd prefer over me and that's fine. No, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm all set. Uh, but in any event, thank you so much for being yeah, here. For Enjoy me. the games and uh, we'll do this again soon. Maybe during the playoffs. Can you come back right. during the playoffs and we'll make game picks? And the, I mean, especially if we do it, I know this is crazy, but like as a Lions fan, I like rarely get to talk about playoffs with the Lions. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Oh my God. We're going to do that for sure then. So knock on wood. Maybe the Lions make it. Who knows? I uh, think I was like barely, like I was barely cognizant of like life when they last made a playoff game. So yeah, home playoff game rather. And they got, and they got ruined by the. By Don't the, even talk uh, about that. I just yeah. need them to go. At least by the way. Hey, did you watch the Barry documentary? Not yet. I'm okay. saving it. You know how, well, I'm going to, I'm going to give you one spoiler. I mean, I, I know the story. Yeah. He, re, he retires. No. Uh, but you know how, whenever they show the promo for it, and I always mm-hmm. call out the Tony Casillas play, they talk about that at great length. That's hilarious. Even Barry calls it out. I'm like, yeah. Cynthia thinks that. I'm a lunatic because no. every time I'm like, watch this. Well, but, you're uh, definitely a lunatic, but not because of that. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, no, I'm saving it to watch with my dad because, like, that's oh, kind of fun. Thing. All right. That's kind of our thing. We, when I was little, he used to take me, there's Meyer. He used to take me to the game and then we'd go to Meyer and then I'd get a, gro- uh, a, a goldfish after. Of course. I had like 13 goldfish. I love it. Named Barry. Ha! Love it. All right. I, well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Uh, pulling back the curtain. I'll see you in a couple of hours for NFL Fantasy Live. <laughs> Figure out which day this was recorded on. But in any event, thank you so much for Cynthia. I'm Adam. Uh, I'm going to say bear down. You can say restore the roar. I think Rory and Staley are BFFs secretly behind the scenes. Secretly. Oh, yeah. They go way back. Way back to Decatur and Portsmouth. All right, Sammy, go ahead and play us out. This could go on forever. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.